NCAA for a variety of reasons. Um, but it costs employers uh, in lost productivity, right? We're just so distracted. We're very distracted during this time of year, Fred. All of the time, filling out our brackets, doing the research just to see the brackets get get busted, you right. know, right into the tournament. And then watching the games during work hours, it's costing employers and lost productivity. Lost productivity up uh, to $17.3 billion this year. That's up a billion dollars from a year ago. And that's because we have more Americans working than they did a year ago. Wages are also up. Um. Huh. Say, Nick, why don't you start with all the highlights? Well, that is the highlight. We are the champions of March Madness. Us, the American people, 17.3 billion. A new high for us. And to be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed. I think we could do 20. I think we could get to 20 in lost productivity. If your employer is upset about you not watching March Madness, uh, tell them, hey, I have... I read the news. You can't afford me, fucker. Whew. Yeah, that's right. I'm on one today because I stayed up till midnight to watch my old Miss Lady Revs make the biggest top five upset in women's college basketball history. It is the first time. That's right. We're starting with women's college basketball. My alma mater, you'll deal with it. First time in 13 or 14 years, a number one seed in Stanford lost before the Sweet 16. The last time was Duke in 2009. President Barack Obama had just been sworn in a couple months earlier. Obama for his first term. That was the last time a number one seed lost before the Sweet 16. Ole Miss goes on the road and beats Stanford. And we have so many upsets. Let's get to the, what some are calling the biggest upset in college basketball history, perhaps. Great defense by Moore. He gets it back. Moore flies in and scores. What's up, Purdue? What's up? They call him Perdome for a reason. Matt Painter does have a timeout if he wants. One more for Roberts. And five-point game. What's up? Farley Dickinson University in New Jersey knocks off Purdue, the number one seed. So they have that guy. See him right there, Zach Eady. He's seven foot thirteen. Just joking. He's actually like seven four. He's huge, and he got a lot better at basketball. He used to just stand there. Now he just stands there and shoots and rebounds a little bit. Uh huh. Oh, man. They don't have a game outside of him. Last year, they had good... Jaden Ivey, I think, was a lottery player for, for Purdue. That means that he was picked in the top 10 or so of the uh, NBA draft. Oh, oh, fix the camera. There you go. Um, we'll fix it again. So they had him, and he was good. Now they have this tall guy. It didn't work out. <laughs> My brother sent me a text. This sums up Purdue sports as well as anything could ever could. His text says, I thought, quote... They have the biggest player in Big Ten history. He's the player of the year. They have experience. Surely they won't make the same mistakes they make every single year in every single sport. (laughs) They did. They suck. Um, I knew that they would suck. I had them losing to Memphis. My bracket's busted. Uh, There's no reason to talk about it. We do have some gambling news that we'll get to in a moment. But more upsets. Princeton, they won on Thursday, you'll recall. But they also... One on Saturday. I know my 14 years. They're up 15 on Missouri, a seven seed. Step back and boom. Missouri, an SEC team loses to a team with guys that have active LinkedIn pages. (laughs) That was mean. I have an active LinkedIn page. You'll never find me. You might find me. (sighs) Gambling is bad. 
okay, it's really bad for you, but it's also really fun. Why is gambling and fantasy sports so great? Because it makes you care about every single second of every single game. For example, when Gonzaga is up by six against TCU with 0.7 seconds left, 0.7 seconds, 0.7 seconds. They're up by six. The line, what was the line? Depending on which book you had it, the line was four or four and a half. That means that a three-pointer here means that TCU covers the spread. Based on the way I'm talking, what do you think happened? Let's watch the play. So every time, as soon as you touch it, the clock starts. 0. 0.7, not touching, not touching it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Grab, shoot. Got it. One of the greatest, one of the absolute greatest buzzer beaters for gamblers in history. They'll remember that for the rest of their lives. Let's go to Farley Dickinson head coach Tobin Anderson. Farley Dickinson did lose in the round of 32, so he will be coaching one of these teams that will get fired. My guess is maybe Kentucky. Who knows? Uh, if Calipari, has he been fired yet? I'll have to Google that when we get off. He has not been fired when I started the show. This is him after they won on, uh, must have been, what, Wednesday on the play-in games? This is what he said to his team. The more I watch Purdue, the more I think we can beat them. Wait, one more time, Tobin. What was that? Basically, they had a game plan, Farley Dickinson, and the game plan was that big guy's all they got. Let's put our three smallest dudes around him and just like scare the shit out of him, and the other the other guys can't beat us. Yep, correct, nailed it. That is exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Oh man, Marsh Madness, I am <sighs> exhausted. If I mean, we talk about Caitlin Clark on this show, if there's one college basketball, a women's college basketball player you need to know is Caitlin Clark. Uh, check this three out. This is Jimmer for dead Steph Curry. Range. Balls in about seven of the game. Look at Clark. Yes. She gets to that logo. You're grabbing my arm as she comes Of offense. I mean, this is banana land. Caitlin Clark, whether she's. Boom. I hope Iowa wins, man. I really do. If they don't win, um, I'll be bummed out because she, she deserves it. Um, they beat. Georgia. They end up holding on to win by eight. They will advance to the Sweet 16. Um, Ole Miss, Iowa. The second half of the Women's Sweet 16 is tonight. The Women's Tournament is cockeyed to the Men's Tournament by a day. So the Men's Tournament is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Women's Tournament is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's when they play the game. So there are eight, right? Eight? Eight more games today to decide the Women's Sweet 16. Jerome Tang the head coach of Kansas State, I went to watch Kentucky play Providence, right? Yeah, Kentucky, Providence, and then Kansas State played Montana State. The games were good-ish. I will say the most interesting thing was that, the most interesting thing by far was that I, we, the bands were fun. They brought jazz bands. So the, the, the Kentucky band, they sucked, and they were boring and awful. The Providence band from Providence, Rhode Island, which is really close to Boston, it's basically a suburb, they... <laughs> They were dressed in St. Patty's Day stuff because Friday was St. Patrick's Day. Shouts to all of you recovering March Madness, St. Patrick's Day on a Friday. Wow, that's tough. Um, and then the, but the best band by far, by far is Montana State. They had these gold cowboy hats. It was great. Anyway, Kansas State, they destroyed Kentucky. They didn't destroy it, but they kind of beat the shit out of them a little bit. You know what I mean? They made it tough. Here's Jerome Tang. Jerome, how much of a statement is this for you and your program first year? Be the program like Kentucky and you're going to New York to play in the Sweet 16. Well, you know, we have a program that's rich in tradition also. And the, you know, I mean, like all those old dudes that played for Kentucky, they ain't coming back, right? Like, so, I mean, uh, tradition does not help you if you don't get out there on the floor and play with some dudes. And I, we had more dudes than they did. <laughs> 
Well, Calipari's fired. That's true. Anthony Davis ain't walking through the ain't walking through those doors because if he was, he'd be hurt, or he'd be faking it to get traded. <sighs> yeah, man, I'm tired. World Baseball Classic is happening. We'll get into it in controversial Wednesday. All of the old white dudes in baseball that make it boring and annoying. Yeah, they're making this annoying because they're crying about injuries. Like, my players hurt, dude. No one gives a shit about the Mets versus the Phillies in July, except for like 500,000 people in New York and Philadelphia, maybe. And of those, 20,000 will watch it. The World Baseball Classic is objectively awesome. Everybody on TikTok and Twitter are pointing out how much better the rest of the world is at baseball than us, not at winning the games but at having fun, bat flips and celebrations and dances and chants. And Japan has live bands and shit. We suck at baseball. And now these people are like, we lost our closer. Eat shit. Representing your country is the greatest thing ever. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. So that's happening. Anyway, here's Trey Turner against Cuba. The United States played Cuba in the World Baseball Classic in the semifinal round. The USA's bottom of the second inning. Trey Turner, one of the best, maybe the best player in the world. We'll see. You can do this. You belong here. Holy he lifts a fly shit. ball to deep left field, and one night later, he's left the yard again. Another no-doubter from Trey Turner. Solo shot for Trey. Trey Bay. The USA ends up beating Cuba a million to one. Uh, no, 14 to two. Japan will play Mexico tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am openly rooting for the Japanese to play the United States. Um... They must be just so happy and proud to be this good at baseball. I don't think that they've been this good. I mean, the Ichiro, of course, is one of the greatest players of all time. He's on my all-time, my, I call it the Space Jam team. The all-time Space Jam team. Ichiro's hitting leadoff for me. I don't care who's hitting leadoff for you. Ichiro's hitting leadoff for me. So that's tonight, 7 p.m., and everyone needs a break. Go to bed early. Maybe watch The Bachelor. If you can Google this yourself, it's Sex Week on The Bachelor. Uh, if, you, if you want to check. Like, look, look at these crowd shots. Venezuela. I, th- I thought for years Venezuela was the best country at baseball. They are still one of the best, but they had Levon Hernandez and Miguel Cabrera and Jose Altuve. They were all in and around their prime at the same time, kind of. Uh, Carlos Correa, I think, is uh, Venezuelan as well. Look at all these people. And uh, Venezuela, the, the World Baseball Classic should have been this cool when Venezuela was really good. They missed their opportunity to be by far the best in the world because I think that they were for, for a short time there. I could be wrong, you know, again... What do I know? The Rangers won a hockey game seven to nothing. Six goals in the first period, which is pretty sweet. Women's college basketball tournament here. Check this out. Shaq. He's just gonna go down the court. I'm not allowed to play that. There he is. Look at Shaq. He's just going to the court. He's like, "What's up, coach? I'm just gonna go yell at my daughter real quick." Shaq is seven four. That's his daughter. That makes her what six five? <laughs> yeah. When you're Shaq and you like probably donate more money to the program than anybody ever and are also like the shining star of the program and are also he's got one of the most interesting i heard this take recently which is a take i think is going to start to grow some legs as the years go on that Shaq could have been the greatest player of all time then no doubt better than jordan like not at yeah, obviously different positions but he just didn't have that didn't give the same level of no non-stop effort which is why kobe kind of hated him that's what their fight was about was about Shaq being lazy Shaq, of course, didn't have to try all that hard all, this, all of the time because he's just so good. We do have some NFL news. Let's get to some quick hitters in the NFL. Brandon Cooks, who's had one of the most injuring, injuring, interesting uh, careers of all time. He was a first-round draft pick by the Saints, a really great player for the Saints, traded for a first-round draft pick to the Patriots where he went to the Super Bowl 
and was assassinated essentially by Malcolm Jenkins in a play in the Super Bowl that knocked him out. He had a really violent concussion, but from Malcolm Jenkins, the Eagles going to win the Super Bowl. I contend that they lose the Super Bowl if Cooks is healthy. Cooks was that good and that fast. The that hit changed the rules. The uh, lowering the crown of the helmet and stuff had been in college, but it wasn't in the pros until the 2017 Super Bowl that the Eagles won because of this. He then gets traded in the offseason to the Rams where he goes to the Super Bowl and loses to the Patriots and was their best player. He was wide open on two plays, including one that would have been a touchdown. He absolutely just roasted the defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. Jared Goff um, is a bit of a bitch at throwing over the middle, so he was late and Stephon Gilmore caught up. And, but if, he, if Jared Goff throws that football when he's supposed to, he probably wins the Super Bowl, so that close again. He then gets traded for a two seconds or a lot of stuff to Houston. And now he's on the Cowboys. And he, he's had 1,000-yard receiving seasons with, with Davis Mills. He's, if he plays for New England for five years, if he plays for Philly for seven years, if he plays for you know, L.A., if he's still in L.A., this guy has a borderline Hall of Fame career uh, if he finishes up strong. He's been elite. Here are the total picks he's been traded for. First-round pick, first-round pick, second-round pick, third-round pick, fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, sixth-round pick. He's played for, I think this is his fifth team, Saints, Patriots, Rams, Texans, and now he's on the Cowboys. And I think it's a great pickup for the Cowboys. Laramie Tunsil, left tackle for the Houston Texans. He represents himself. He's one of those guys, and he resets the left tackle market. He is, in my opinion, by far the best overall left tackle in football. Trent Williams is the best run-blocking left tackle in football, but Laramie Tunsil is just, he's so, so good. Uh, three years, $75 million. It's $50 million fully guaranteed. $30 million signing bonus. He obliterates the left tackle market. Good for him. Houston this signals to everyone that maybe they are done tearing it down and ready to draft some players and make some moves. Late last night, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the last free agent of note in the NFL, agreed to sign with the Detroit Lions. Big gift for the Lions, their biggest signing in years and years. So that's what's going on in the NFL. Uh, one more thing, getting into the contract breakdowns for the Washington Commanders, everyone has learned something kind of interesting. All of the deals that Washington has signed so far, which I don't know if there are a ton of it, doesn't matter, I don't care. But all of those deals, um, the bonuses don't kick in until May, which is weird because usually a bonus is a bonus, right? And then you get your bonus, but they're going to get their bonus. It's in writing, but it just comes in in May. Why would they do that? Well, because the owners probably are like, I'm not just going to give you money, bruh. Fair enough. Seems to be pretty solid evidence mounting that a sale could come at any moment. At any, it could be announced today. It seems like they are cleaning house, the Snyder family, and they're getting out of there. It is time to move on. Uh, it seems that, that that's, what's, that's what's happening. So that's around the NFL today. Uh, everyone needs a breath. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. I guess we'll dive into some storylines. Matt Ramos of Purdue, the only guy for Purdue that had his head out of his ass. Spencer Lee for Iowa, back-to-back-to-back national champion. And Matt Ramos says, man, you done, son. One of the biggest upsets in NCAA wrestling history. No one would have expected this. Oh, my goodness. He's not going to get off his back. He's done. Look at him. Spencer Lee's done. Look at him. He knows. Stepped across right there. And he's going to get the ball. 